Welcome to In the Know with WTO, the podcast all about West Texas opportunities and nonprofits. I'm Brian Rodriguez, and thank you for joining us. We can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere else that you listen. Please subscribe so you can be notified anytime we have a new episode. We're going to be found on Anchor at anchor.fm forward slash WTO. And inside Anchor, you can record a message for us or email us at podcast at gowto.org with any comments or suggestions. You can also go to our website and on the left-hand side, click on In the Know with WTO, the podcast. And you can see a list of all previous episodes and a list of all future episodes coming up. Finally, follow us on social media by searching for West Texas Opportunities. We can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. On today's episode, we have Denitris Jenkins with me. Uh, she is the she's been with West Texas Opportunity since 2013, and is the quality improvement and health coordinator for for our Head Start and Early Head Start programs. So thanks for coming in today. Thanks for having me, Brian. Yes, I'm glad you could come in and we can learn a little bit more about you and how our programs operate and and how your position, uh, our Head Start and Early Head Start program, um, make our, our, pro, our agency better. So uh, can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Yeah, <clears throat> I was born and raised in Andrews, Texas, um, and I graduated in 1990. I went to um, the University of Texas in Austin where I obtained a Bachelor of, Arch- <clears throat> Bachelor of Arts in Economics and Business in 95. Um, from there, I moved to Denver, Colorado with my husband to pursue a career as a future businesswoman. Um, wasn't sure what I was going to do at that point, but I knew I wanted to be something, you know, in the business field. Um, I worked for U.S. West, a large communications company in Denver, as an account consultant where I supported seven account managers and helped um, them manage for manage accounts for about 14 years. Um, I wrote proposals and responded to bids, local, city, state agencies. Um, and during that time, me and my husband, we had two boys, you know, and um, <clears throat> which is really what made me begin to pay attention to the need for quality child care um, for my child, for my children, and how it how high it was, especially in the city. So I began to research child care centers and eventually enrolled them in Marjorie Reed's Catholic Charities Head Start program there in Denver, Colorado. Um, I always volunteered because I was very interested in children's. Um, the children's learning environment. I eventually became the Head Start parent, um, which led me to become a policy council member there in Denver. Um, we attended monthly meetings with the city secretaries and financial officers to work with them in supporting the needs of the program. I even got to meet the mayor of Denver at the time, Mayor Webb. Um, my boys eventually aged out of the program and they went to a private school. I enrolled them into a private school, um, until we decided to, um, come back to Texas. Me and my husband decided, Hey, we're, (laughs) we're Texans. Um, I'm a country girl. I want to go home. So (laughs) we eventually came back this way to Texas. Um, I then <clears throat> had my daughter, Fasha Edwards, who is now 14 years old. Um, she's a freshman in high school. Um, but she did. I did uh, enroll her in the program here in La Mesa. 
I knew um, they had a quality Head Start program here, and so I enrolled her in Miss Pearl Manuel's classroom. Um, and I knew um, I needed her to have a strong teacher that would teach her valuable skills and be a positive role model for her. So um, because she was my Sunday school teacher, she's my mom's um, stepsister. We grew up knowing her as Aunt Pearl, you know, so I really felt like Faja needed to be in her program and have a strong teacher. So that's how I sort of got into the whole Head Start program here. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, how did you, um, or what led you to work for us? Um, well, I was always at the Head Start volunteering and assisting with the hearing and the vision screenings on the days that they, you know, that they needed somebody to help them take the kids back and forth to the classrooms and stuff. Or I was always helping at the breakfast table in the cafeteria. Um, and during that time, I began my own during this time, I had begun my own proposal writing business and was self-employed for four years. Um, so while I enjoyed that, I wanted to have some type of a change in the career. Um, and working with children seemed to keep calling my name, you know. So um, I eventually remembered, I, I distinctly remember Susan Hoffman, one of the veteran teachers that are there now. Um, she came up to me um during one of the cafeteria episodes where I was playing with the kids and she was just like, wow, you need to really come and work here. Like <laughs> I can see that you love the kids. Like you need to come work here. And, and, you know, at the time I was like, Oh no, I just, you know, volunteer and do this. But, um, I eventually became a policy council member, um, eventually the president, and joined the health advisory committee. So that's how I got to know Brooke and Sarah and Christy, you know, through those programs. And so um, um, when the director, Brooke Atcock, posted the mentor teacher job, I asked her about it. But, you know, she was like, well, it requires teaching experience, but I'm writing a position right now it's a brand new position and it's a quality improvement coordinator she said so when I get it and post it she's like you know I think you'll be a good fit so I applied and eight years later here I am good good we're glad you're here I know <laughs> I know you brought quite a bit of experience to, to us and Thank you. especially having the experience with the with the child care or with the head start program not just here but in in Colorado mm -hmm. uh, I think that helped plus being the member of the policy council, I think it gave you a better understanding of what what Head Start is about. Yes, it did. I think it, you know, it gave me both sides. You know, um, I was on the policy council side as a parent. Um, and then when I come to work here, I helped with the policy council and I helped the parents and, you know, and gathering some of those folks to be members. So, um, and I was able to give them my experience as a parent and as a staff so I could see both sides, you know. So I'm that person that could, I, I could sort of see both sides of which, you know, where the parents are coming from and where we're coming from as staff and the rules and regulations that we have. Um, I've, I've learned a lot because <laughs> I used to be like, why are we doing this crazy <laughs> stuff? You know, but then as as a staff, you learn there's processes, procedures, and these are the reasons why we do what we do. What's one thing that you wish you would have known before you started working for us? Um, I wish I would have known that Margie Anderson was the director of the Head Start for years before I began working here. Um, 
she had retired and I had met her because her granddaughter and her and my daughter um, had pre-K class together. Um, I would always drop, I would always see her at the drop-off, at the class functions, and she even brought her granddaughter to Faja's um, fifth birthday party here at the Hollis Carver Park. Um, <clears throat> and this is when I found out who she was. I never knew who she was before that. Um, I had my aunt, she walked into the uh, up to the park, and she asked her, Miss Anderson, what are you doing here? And um, that's when I found out she used to be the director. And I had been working here for over a year, and I'm like, Miss Anderson, why you didn't tell me that? And she's like, oh. She just grinned at me and told me she was going to go visit Miss Pauline around the corner and would be back before the party ended. And she left. <laughs> so I was like, very humble. <laughs> very. Um, and actually, the next time I saw her was at a WTO. Um, I think it was the anniversary where they gave her the party before she left. Um, and we sat together. We ate cake. Um, she And she told me, she's like, I knew I was right about you. And then she got up, gave me a big hug, and left. I haven't seen her since. Wow. But, yeah, <laughs> it's, it, I love her. <laughs> So, I know we have a, a, many um, new people entering the workforce for the very first time. Um, it can be somebody just graduating high school or somebody who just graduated college. And with your experience over the years, what's some advice you would give somebody? Um, the biggest thing is have confidence and always be willing to learn. Um, know what you want. You know, but then realize it takes work to push forward to get what you want. Um, you can't wish it into reality. You have to put in the work and get what you want, you know, to get what you want. And don't let anybody discourage you from what you're trying to do, you know, and, and keep that in your mind. Always keep that in the forefront of your mind. Good idea. Uh, good, good advice. And. Has there any been anybody that has been, I know you mentioned Margie Anderson a few minutes ago, but is there anyone else or that has been a, a major influence in your career? Um, yeah, I've had, you know, quite a bit. But the first off is, of, of course, uh, Pearl Manuel and, you know, how I told you the mm -hmm. experience that I've had with her. Um, just learned so much from her and the love of children that she has. You know, I've, I've watched her over years with the love that she's had for the kids. And, you know, I think I sort of, you know, learned that and took that from her. Um, and then the teachers, with watching them and how dedicated they are and the patience, and that all is me being a parent. Before I was even working here, you know, I was a parent, and so they influenced me with that. Um, once I did start working here, Christy Miller, you know, she took me under her wing and taught me um, the WTO Head Start way of life. You know, she is the one who always helped me with so many different things. If I had questions, I'd go to her. Um, and then Maria Elena Flores, of course, um, she knows what to expect. She's process-driven. She's a hard worker. And I just watched her, and I try to sort of emulate her with some of the things that she does. So, um, And then the last two that really have a big influence on me was Vicki Williams and Teresa Ortiz. Um, if I need to understand anything case management-related, um, they're the two that I can rely on um, because of their experience and their knowledge and their positions. Um, yeah, all all three of those people. I, I pulled a list the other day, and I think Maria Elena has been here thirty five years, yes. and 
I think the next person on that list was Vicky Williams and then Teresa yes, Ortiz. Exactly. So all three of them had been here a very, very long time. Exactly. And so I promise you, I draw from their experience. I, I, t- I tap into their experience all the time. Good. And do you have any interesting stories for us that you've seen over the years while you've worked for the Head Start or early Head Start program? Um, I <laughs> I always tell the story about the emergency preparedness um, when we were teaching our staff to do all of those things, um, do the emergency preparedness plans, and um, they had to practice so many different procedures. And I was in Andrews one time, and I was – observing them do it and I walked into the class or walked into the bathroom and all the kids were in the bathroom huddled up you know with the lights off with the flashlight and I asked them how they were and the little boy shushed me he was like shh there's a bear there's a bear we have to be quiet for the bear and it was very interesting to me that's how the teacher got them to be quiet and understand that process. And, you know, it just blew me away that he stretched me. And I was like, oh, I love it. <laughs> I would have never thought about using that to, to as an example. That's that's funny. Yeah, yeah I love it. Um, and then um, another interesting story to me is the vision and hearing screeners that we just purchased. Um, they're more accurate and efficient. Um and I had the case managers at F.J. Young, the ISD that we partner with, um, they were able to complete their vision screeners, vision screens in an hour, and it normally takes them a week wow, to do Wow, that it. saves yeah. so much time. Um, and then Teresa Ortiz was able to get a child's um, hearing screening done while he was asleep. Um, he wasn't cooperative, you know, when we were trying to do it, so she got him when he was asleep. And... That's the, um, I think that's the quality that we needed to bring to the program. And I thought it was very interesting to watch these case managers be able to get the screenings that they need and be impressed with the screeners as well. That's amazing. I know my son, uh, he had to have some hearing tests done when he was younger. And it's difficult, especially like in an office setting where they make you go into the soundproof booth. And they have like little toys and stuff that will make the child happy, but actually scares them more than actually. <laughs> exactly. And I know we, I had so much trouble getting them to stay still and just imagining that you can do it while they're asleep. The, yes. Those, it's it's crazy how technology has advanced oh, over yes. the years. Oh yes. And then even the vision screeners. I, I know I helped you order those. Yes. Uh, a while back and. I've never seen them in action, but I've seen a presentation from Brooke, and mm-hmm. uh, they they're they're neat. Like, oh yeah. How do the kids like those? Are they are they easy to use? Or are they? Yeah, it, it's pretty easy, and you just sort of point it at the eyes. And how we prep the kids is you're fixing to take an eye selfie, and you know kids know selfies like nobody's business right now. They get you know they pose yes. and all that, but. Um, it has a little happy face on there, and you just tell them to look at the nose, and it takes all of, you know, maybe five seconds. It's that them. quick? Yeah, I mean, it literally takes five seconds. Now, you know, there's some that have dark eyes, and it may take a little bit longer, but for the most part, it can get it within seconds. Wow. And then it'll print a screen report up for you to be able to hand to the parent or put in the child file or um, if we need to refer out. If there's something with the vision, we can use that document to show um, what we've seen. What what kind of information does it give you? 
Um, it, it'll pretty much tell you if they have um, something going on with their the vision. You know, there's so many different um, vision um, issues that you can have, and it will pretty much tell you what it is, and it will pinpoint it and show you what how it came up with that. Um, and then you can give that to your ophthalmologist, and then they can go from there. And you know, because it's a screening, right? And so right. they can go in and do a full exam and see what the issue is. And that's good because sometimes uh, parents have no idea that their yeah. their kids are having vision issues, and it's it's better to correct it immediately early. than or early than yes. down the road. And we've had you know, based off of this screener, we've had kids already go get glasses um, because they were in need. Um, so, and some hearing issues as well. So it's, it's the catching this stuff early so we can get those babies in there and get those services for them in a timely fashion so they can be school ready. Yeah, that's, that's good. And our mission is, um, the, the West Texas Opportunities mission is to ease the limitations of poverty by investing in families to improve their quality of life. How do you feel? Our mission statement aligns with your current position at Head Start? Um, I think um, we are there to support the families while offering the quality child care in a healthy and safe environment. And my title, <laughs> Quality Improvement Coordinator, is just that. You know, it lines hand in hand um, because my responsibility is to improve the quality of the child care centers. Um, and so I think that that's what we try to focus on with that and, and, and keep that in line with the mission statement. Great. Any other um, stories or hobbies or anything you'd like to, to tell us about? Um, I think like most folks in the community know that I play softball, I coach softball, and I've done that for about the last five years. Um, I'm very active in our community and the activities that we have, you know, um, committees, um, uh, 19th of June committees, you know, 4th of July, all these type of things. We're always trying to do fundraisers and things like that. So um, other than that, I, you know, in my spare time, I create uh, invitations for birthday parties. I do obituaries for folks, um, and I do resumes. I help with resumes and stuff like that. So that's all my spare time. All the Sounds spare like it time keeps you busy. Have, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Well, thank you for coming in. I I know we learned a lot about you and a lot about our Head Start program and and kind of what you do. And I think your experience is valuable. Being a parent and then transitioning into an employee role, I think it, you know, firsthand what our parents are going through. And and there's many new parents have never had kids before. And I think it's it's important to have somebody there to kind of guide them and help them and make them feel more comfortable. Yes, and and that's how I am. I'm I'm like I've been in your position. I know where you've been. You know, let's work together and get your babies where they need to be. Good, exactly. Well, thanks again. Uh, I'm glad you joined us. And until next time, uh, thank you everybody for listening. Please tell a friend or family member about our newest podcast about West Texas opportunities. As a reminder, we can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere else that you listen to podcasts. If you have any comments or any suggestions, please send us an email at podcast at gowto.org, or you can go to anchor.fm forward slash WTO. There's a place where you can record a message for us. It's a voicemail, and I can play those on any future episodes. So um, 
I hope everybody has a great day and thank you for listening.